Welcome to the Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Podcast 2023. If you like what you hear today, make sure to follow us at Boom or Bust NRL on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to the podcast. Good evening and welcome to the Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Podcast round 26. And I'm your host, Stuart Lord. Tonight, I have with me for the last time this year, Mitchell Browner, expert physio. How are you going, Mitch? I'm well, mate. How are you? Good, good. Just getting in the swing of things. And, mate, coming into the busy end of the season, how did you go this weekend? Yeah, not too bad at all, mate. I'm actually just pulling up my team now because it was the one thing I didn't do, quality podcasting here. But I think I cracked over, I think I was 1,063 for the week, which is not too bad. I'll, I'll take that. Uh, and oh, I yeah. think I climbed up about five, 600 ranks. So, yeah, I'm back up to 6,794 and I still have... Uh, a few trades up my sleeve, so I'm hoping to make use of that this week. Awesome. Yeah, look, I, th- I think Pascal was just a bit over a 1,000 last week, so, yep, very well done. Uh, awesome. I am also doing quality podcasting here as far as my score last week. I'm pretty sure it was 996 or something like that, but I played with 16 due to the fact that I had two centers out, Lemuelu and Lomax, so that was a bit of a rough week, uh, but, you know, didn't hurt me too much, so I'm out to 42nd. Uh, but That's hopefully, still pretty bloody impressive, mate. Well, I just I've avoided all the injuries this week, so I think I can come in from the cold a little bit. I'm hoping. Yeah, and I, I think Nick's done the same in the family league, which is a bit disappointing on my end because I was hoping you two nuggets with almost no trades left might be uh, struggling to make up a 17, but it doesn't look like that's going to be the case. Mate, if only Hallsborough, he might still be ruled out, but it looks like his name this week. So he was the only other one I was hoping would be out. Yeah, see, I've got Hallsborough, so that would hurt. Something yeah. fierce if he went down. Yeah, but look, with some of these other injuries, but we'll get to those in a second. Uh, let's talk about the leagues. So I believe we've still got one newbie league had their grand final this week. Uh, no, they had semifinals by the look of it this week, oh, mate. Wow. So they've got the prelim finals this weekend and then the final next weekend. So we had uh, Eric Growth Jr. Jr. Uh, knocking over Anna with 936. Uh, and Jesmond Junkies beating Mergon Mustangs 860 to 718. That's in the top eight. And then in the Consolation League, aka the Beer League, Burton for a squirtin'. <laughs> <laughs> beat, beat Questionable Shenanigans 814 to 807. And Boise knocked over Corninda Japsay 812 to 651. So that's in Nick's newbie league number two. His newbie league number one finished up last week with that draw, which Nick lost on the countback, which is hilarious. That is hilarious. And uh, moving to the other side, so the Boom or Bust number two competitive league is uh, it was in prelim finals last week. So Nordic Beef won over Matt Hurley. Uh, so well done, Nathan Affett. Uh, and then we had I beat uh, Caleb Arungakea. Sorry, mates, uh, by about 90 points there. And uh, in the other side of the league, it was actually really gross in the bottom half of the league. All scores over 1,000 here. So Luke Saragoza won over Ben Levy in the B League. And uh, Ezekiel Rexter Saragoza, oh, who I'm guess- guessing is probably related to Luke, uh, beat Daniel Henneby 1,081 to 1,075. So oh, wow. imagine 1,075 last week, still losing your head-to-head. That's pretty filthy. That's sad. Awesome. And look, looking at this week, uh, this week's the grand final. So it's me versus Nathan Affleck. Good luck, mate. Uh, and then in the beer league, it's Luke Saragoza versus Ezekiel Rexter Saragoza. So good luck to you two. Uh, you can take bragging rights at home, I'm guessing. 
And in the chaos mode, unfortunately, good friend of the podcast, uh, Dean McKenzie, has gone out backwards uh, d- with double losses here, much like the Sharks last year, which he supports. Uh, 1,086 <laughs> to 1,095, Jamie Mills. Clear, clear mate. <laughs> oh. uh, Shane uh, Degura lost to Dean Waitiri, who got a 971. And in the beer league, uh, Harley McDade uh, versus T Lomax. T Lomax won by a lot, about 150 points. And uh, Ben Loughran won against Daniel Barry. So these are the prelim finals. It's myself versus Dane Wetiri. I think I might have you, mate. Patrick Jurd versus Jamie Mills. That one's too close to call. It's 8.56 versus 8.55 to get to the finals. Sean Doyle versus Ben Loughran. I think Sean's going to win that one in the beer league. And Tom Conway, I think, is going to win against T Lomax in the other half there to get into the grand final. Uh, So, yeah, a few things happening there. Let's move on. Casualties. What's happening, Mitch? A few big injuries this week. Yeah, we did. Uh, probably let's let's kick off with the most interesting one. So Ruben Garrick has actually fractured his back uh, during that nasty hit from Charles Nickel Klogstad. He suffered a transverse process fracture and looks due. He's in the 22. I would be astonished if he played this week. I feel like Manly is likely. Now, who are they playing? Uh, they are playing... Now, they need results to go their way. They are playing the Bulldogs. Oh, they could win that. I would be astonished if he played this week. I actually can't see him playing for the next couple of weeks. And and I think given that Manly season is is almost certainly over, that'll be the last we see of Ruben Garrick. Generally, that is a... I, I, I don't even think they're a mathematical injury. chance anymore. I, I think they're just cooked. I think the best they can be yeah. is ninth. In that case, I would I just don't see any reason to play Ruben. So I would classify Ruben as gone for the season for those out there who have him. Meanwhile, Jaden Campbell uh, initially fears of an ACL injury. He's actually dislocated his patella stew. Again, I don't think with the Titans not making the finals, we will see him for the rest of the year. So if you have Jaden, that is a sell. Uh, and Philip Sami is also out for the season. So that's three straight out sells. Uh, Sami with a Liz Frank injury. Now, they're reckoning he won't require surgery at this point, but Liz Franks can be a little unusual with that. Um, even in those lower gradings, sometimes there can be instability and he will need one. Hopefully that is not the case with him. Jeremiah Nanai, he's done his AC joint on the opposite shoulder. Now, oh, man. with those lower grade ACs, I know that uh, the other one kept him out for a month. Uh, those lower grade ACs, if it is like sort of a, look, if it's keeping an NRL player out, it's probably a grade two. He could possibly front up next week, but that's really touch and go. And I think some of that will depend on whether the Cowboys... Um, win this week and are still in, in touch with possibly making the eight. So as far as Jeremiah and I go, I think his fortunes will be tied to whatever happens to the Cowboys this week and whether they can make the finals. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we've got Adam Reynolds, who is the serial, I've got a minor injury, I'll be out for this week. Uh, he's out with a calf strain. So not particularly good news. He might have been sort of struggling a little bit and he's just tipped it over the edge, which is not unusual well, for Adam Reynolds. Apparently he did it at training. Like they announced it before yep. their bye, like before they played last week. Yep. So look, I think given that Brisbane are a real chance at the premiership this year, this is probably just a one week sort of thing. And I reckon he'll probably play against Penrith in that final week uh, just I... to get him up to speed for the final. Penrith? Isn't it Penrith last week? No, uh, Panthers got the Cowboys. Storm. 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 Sorry. Yeah, I, Storm. I reckon they'll probably be saving for that. It's they'll, a Thursday night play, game too. Yeah. 
they'll play him for that because that gives him the week and a half turnaround uh, for the first week of the final. So I'd expect to see Reynolds, but I tell you what, it sucks for me because he's one of the main players on my draft side and I'm not sure I can replace him in time uh, for the prelim final this week. Uh now, other major injuries, veteran prop, Jared Weir-Hargrave. So he's been out with what I actually think is probably the first time I can say it's sort of a neck burner injury. He has been named this week. My feeling is it is one of those acute burners. Poor Jared probably does have some discal stuff going on. But as we saw with Remember uh, he did Butler, last year? Like he was yes. out a few games. We were yes, chatting about that I last do. year. Yeah, yeah. I reckon there is stuff going on there, but I would suggest to you it's an acute aggravation. I can't see him not playing this week, and I reckon he'll probably finish out the season. Jackson Hastings has been named, and he was a late withdrawal, Stu, and I know we were talking last week that I was a bit umming and ahhing over whether he would play. Now, the Knights this week, they have um, the Dragons in the final week, and in round 26, they Sharkies. have that Sharkies. They want him to play this week. I think they will because they still have to keep winning. Now, I reckon they've penciled the Dragons in for a win the following week. Mm. Um, look, I wouldn't be shocked if he didn't play Stu because I think at the end of the day, if you give him four weeks, which effectively is what it's going to be, one, two, three, oh, yeah, four weeks, he might be pretty close to ready come that first get round of the finals, which is when they're really going to need him. If I was in that staff, I would bank on them being the Dragons, and I actually think they can afford one loss if results go their way. I wouldn't be surprised. Perhaps he does play, and he only plays sort of like a half game. I didn't think they missed him that much. I think that the forward pack and uh, Ponga are doing such a good job that they might try and roll the dice without him. But like Newcastle, the Sharks are still playing for their season in, in that they want to, they, they, they need that top four spot if they truly want to contend and they need to stay in touch with uh, the Melbourne Storm who, who, as we said, have the Broncos the final round. So it'll be interesting. I personally wouldn't play him. I think they should give him the next week and this week off. Yeah. But, you know, perhaps yeah. he plays a dinner suit role. If you own him, he's a sell because he, he's not doing anything special back there. Fair enough. The The only thing that the Knights would possibly be playing for here, they probably won't get a top four spot unless the uh, it basically requires the Storm to drop two games, right? But they could push for sort of that fifth place. Yeah, yeah, fifth or sixth place because they're only a point behind both the Raiders and the I Sharks. think the Knights could beat anyone anywhere, though, at the moment, with the exception of maybe Penrith and Brisbane. So... To me, it's better to have a full, a healthy side going in because if Hastings does go down, they really don't have anyone to run that team around. That's true. That's so, true. look, I don't know what they're going to do, but I personally would rest him. Uh, that one really could go each way, though, depending on how they feel about it. Uh, just with those syndesmosis injuries, though, they're a real bugger. Like, it's, it's a painful injury. And, you know, I know that the um, previous surgery kept it intact, but the fact that they've sort of diagnosed it as that, I just I can't see him playing. Anyway, uh, the final one is James Tedesco. He's out with an HIA. I actually do expect him to be back next week, but uh, for a lot of players out there who can't afford to carry him i will have to trade him out this week which is pretty darn annoying because he's been quite good the last uh month two months or so since that second origin game yeah he really has it's it's a shame that he they, and it's you know i can see why uh no one was cited for their high contact as well yeah that's right his arm his arm was about things. as low as you could go <laughs> James Tedesco is a serial offender for dropping into tackles and he's finally been on the wrong end of one and I would have been pretty annoyed uh, if he had have, um, had have got a penalty or a sin bin or something yes. out of that because there's nothing the defender can do about that. Yeah, I think Sivo got a penalty against him, but that's about it. Like It's like you hit him in the head, yes, but it's not reportable, which is good. Yep. yep. 
Uh, and that's the injury wrap, mate. That's that's all of them today. But pretty much at this point of the season, uh, if you're injured, it's a sell. Basically, yeah. is is the crux of today. But I have to say, a lot of those are they you know they're multi week injuries. None of them are particularly good. No. So uh, that's it. Well, look, let's get into the game. So first game is Penrith versus Parramatta, Blue Bet Stadium. So I think a few weeks ago, this would have been a real blockbuster. I think hopefully they'll show up. So look, interesting news from the Panthers though. Brian Toto is back after being rested last week, but uh, there's no sign of Mitch Kenny. So whatever's wrong with Mitch is obviously significant. Or Scotty Sorensen, Mitch. So that's two weeks in a row. So that means Jack Cogger starts at hooker. Zach Hosking remains in the second row. Isaac Tago was penciled returning from that foot injury as well, Mitch. But uh, again, it's been ruled out. So that almost sounds like a, either a broken toe or a list frank issue, right? Yeah, that's starting to set off alarm bells because as far as Tiger goes, I think we were talking about last week, they really probably wanted to start playing him this week to get him ready for finals. That's it. So maybe they're just hoping for next week. Uh, by the look of the way that they're resting this team, it looks like they're just giving a few players who needed a rest rather than possibly giving the whole team a rest next week. Yep. Uh, Lee Martin will play his 100th game. Now, on the Eels team... Uh, Sean Lane returns, which means Brendan Hand makes way. Ryan Madison comes into the starting side uh, on the left edge. And Jermaine Hopgood's back at 13. So good news if you're Jermaine Hopgood, because uh, that's what we like to see for his final game of the year, right, Mitch? Playing in the middle? Yep, yep, exactly right. All right, well, look, let's let's talk about that. So I guess Eels, we know, obviously, you can't buy this week because they got the buy next week, so that's pretty simple. But... You know, we probably wouldn't want to be selling either Hopgood or Madison starting on an edge, would we? No, well, I don't think so. I think both of them, if you have them, like I certainly will be keeping Hopgood for this week. I can't see too many other better options at edge other than um, uh, Papa Lee or, or possibly Fafita, depending on who the Titans are playing. It's a bit of a no-brainer. You just got to keep that trade up your sleeve for the last week. That's it. So uh, I would say this week just told... Uh, it looks like by the look of the squad with Sean Lane back in the squad, uh, it looks like you'll have Maddo probably move into the middle and then maybe have a little bit of a rest and come back on. So that's pretty much it there for the Panthers side. Again, Dylan Edwards, great return to form, Mitch. 80 with two tries and like three try assists. Did we say to hold last week, Matt? I think we said he was going to be due. I can't remember. I think we said he was going to be due. So, yeah. Let's I'm- go with that. <laughs> like like I've, a few people were in the 500k they were like oh where to sell it's like we kind of you spent all your money right yeah exactly right so it's good he came big the only other guys got to about nathan cleary not the world's largest performance in a team against titans but i was having a look the team only kicked for 400 meters on the weekend total because they were just rolling oh, wow. the titans down the middle yeah and and that can just be one of those things right the, they, there was a game a while back uh, last year I think the Panthers were playing the Raiders and they just camped in their 50 and clearly he didn't get any kick meters or try assists so he had a bit of a, a poop day of it basically that's it look I think he'll be pretty good this week because they, there's certainly plenty of go forward uh, here and I know that uh, like he should be a pretty safe captaincy right this week I think so I think yeah. he's I, I, yeah I certainly will be captaining him yeah, even with only one try assist or whatever else, he still did very well. Uh, looking at the rest of it here, there's not too many other guys. Obviously, Isaiah Yo still continues to push out decent scores. Uh, 57, but that was with a try. So uh, not really much to talk about there. Still pretty safe. Might be rested next week is the only danger. Any other Panthers take your fancy, Mitch? 
Uh, none of the Panthers, no. No. And look, we're not buying eels, so that's it for them. Moving on to the Friday game, Warriors versus St. George Illawarra at, uh, well, Mount Smart, Daniel Anderson Stadium. Uh, Now the Warriors, uh, same side as last week. Jazz Tavanga is still out with that hamstring injury. Mitch Barnett still sidelined with that knee cut. So that must be a big one, Mitch. Yeah. Oh, not good at all, mate. Um, I reckon maybe maybe they're just going to park him for the finals at this point. Uh, it might be to heal up. Um, yeah. or, or so that he doesn't have to hop on flights and whatever else. He can just rest it up. Exactly right. Hopefully they get that home final. I think there's still a mathematical chance at that. Uh, if Broncos uh, drop two. If Broncos drop two and these guys score about 100 points. So, well, they're playing St. George. They, scored, <laughs> they, dropped, they dropped 50-odd against them last time. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Uh, other news is that Tamari Martin is set to return from the f- uh, somewhere he's... Where's he listed to, in 22 after breaking his leg in round six, Mitch? That's actually quite a big return for them, Stu, because I know, I know they've been playing Luke Metcalf, who's been quite good, but they looked very, very good when Tamari Martin was there. So maybe they're hoping they can get him back next week, although I guess the six and seven have been clicking quite nicely. But I think they're I just thought- playing in reserve grade and keep him, keep him fresh, right? Get some Ks in the legs. Yeah, well, no, that's right. But I'm thinking maybe they try and give him a return next week, or do you just roll with the hot hand and stick with Luke Metcalf? I think if I think if the Broncos win this week and they know that they're basically third, I think that might be the case. They might play him yep. up in Redcliffe against the Dolphins. Yep. Uh, all right. Looking at the Dragons, Zachy Lomax, after disappointing me last week and cost me probably about forty points, has been named to return. Uh, that's about it. Uh, Connor uh, Malizen has been named on the bench. Don't, but Don't be surprised if he's another late withdrawal, Stu. You reckon? Yep. Well, that's fine. I can cover him this week. I haven't been able to yeah, cover yeah. him the past weeks. but No, no. But just, just, a, just one for the listeners. The Dragon season is toast. Uh, if he's not right, they won't play him because he demonstrated how good a player he is. They might not risk it. And, and they, might want to, they might want to give some players who are a bit on the fringe, like the Fino boys, well, a bit of a go. They've said the only thing I'd say about that one is that they're flicking Max anyway. They've told him to leave. Oh, really? He's gone. Well, wow. they've, they've said you can find a new job. So, And I, I get a feeling that this is the side they want to play next year. Like, they've extended Little to 26. Yep. They've re-signed that. Billy Burns has looked good on the edge, as has Dan Russell. Yep. So it's I not think- like... And um, what's his sewer said that he wants to go. So well, I, I think reckon, they'll let him go. So I reckon this is pretty close to the team, excluding Jack DeBellin, that they probably want to start playing for next year, getting in some games. And I think looking at it, it's probably maybe the exception of having uh, Sullivan over uh, Amone, probably the best side they could field. Uh, and the Couchman boys have looked pretty good off the bench as well. That's it. So isn't it funny? Uh, Toby's now 18th man, but uh, Ryan, the twin, has made it to 15th. So well done, Toby. Oh, I think they'll drop in, drop out. And I think sooner or later, both are going to find their way uh, onto the bench probably. Yeah, they're quality guys. Uh, all right, so... Well, look, we've pretty much talked about the main dragons. Ben Hunt's been up and down, but Dan Russell's been performing pretty well. Uh, but last week was a bit of a down game. If you got him, hold him. If you if you don't, so he only got twenty five last week. But they were tuned up uh, just down that edge. Just didn't see much ball uh, and didn't get in his tackles. So that's pretty much the state of play there. Looking at the rest of it, Mitch. Uh, any other dragons worth looking at? 
No, I don't think so, mate. I think the most relevant one was Jack DeBellin, and uh, he was out for the rest of the season. And obviously, we've talked about Zach Lomax. Probably the big thing, mate, is uh, to keep in mind that he could be a late scratching just uh, based yeah. on the fact that if he's not right, there's no point putting him out there. Yeah. Well, look, let, let's certainly watch for that one for the one-hour out list or probably the one-day out list, I'm guessing, for that. Uh, on the other side, for the Warriors team, Chance is uh, playing this week. Dallin's been playing well. Uh, SJ, down week, 35 points. Uh, should people be worried, Mitch? Look, I said you should be worried last week with that little quad strain. I think, you know, the long and short of it is they'll keep playing him because they need him to win games. Uh, I would say he'll be a little bit better this week than he was last week, but they're not going to extend him now. At the end of the day, the Warriors cannot win the competition without SJ as close to full capacity as as he possibly can be. I think he'll just play a bit of a dinner suit role the last couple of rounds, uh, particularly against St. George, where I, I can't imagine he'll have to go full tilt. So... Uh, you know, kick meters might be up a little bit more this week, uh, given that that quad strain probably has settled off. But just remember, there's not going to be too many line engagements or tries coming from SJ this week and most likely next week. So, again, it's one of those things that, you know, I've been on the sell SJ bandwagon all year, but this actually might be the moment where if you could move across to a Cleary or a Hines, it's a much safer option. Yeah, that's true. Well, he's, he's still more expensive than uh, Hines. So that's what I mean. So if you don't have Hines, which I can't imagine why you wouldn't, if and you've got to trade up your sleeve, it wouldn't be the worst thing ever. Fair enough. Uh, it also, I must say that uh, part of it was also the way that Meanly played. So he didn't even make many tackles last week because they love playing around squads. So uh, he he was he was down on everything. I was looking at his stats like, where are the points not coming from here? It's like, well, obviously no goals, but he's he still got like a few things like along the way. So. Still got like a field goal. So this is 35 with a field goal and a try assist, Mitch. It's pretty gross. Wow. Yeah, but uh, we, we sort of And almost no negatives. Week. It's just, just less in. Yeah, it's just less involvement because he didn't have to be, right? In that uh, the, the, the Warriors got it done by whatever they needed to get it done by. And, uh, you know, even if they had a loss, they're in the top four. It didn't really matter a huge amount. True. All right. Uh Pretty much just hold who you hold in this one. Tohu, uh, another good score of him, high 60s. So He's lo- he's looked a lot better, Stu. I think his knee's looking better. Uh, we don't get to see any of that off-the-ball stuff, but what we are seeing with his line engagements, I think his knee's probably feeling about as good as it's going to. Uh, oh. So he's, he's a straight-up hold. In fact, I'm tempted to grab him. He's, he's going to look pretty good. Uh, next game, we got the Dolphins versus North Queensland. So for the Dolphins, uh, Hammer's back, Connor Lemuelu's back, and Kenny Bromwich is back. Uh, Hammer's at fullback, Nikarima's 5'8", Isaiah Katoa's in the reserves, he needed a rest. Herman, SAS, and UN8 can drop to the bench, so if you picked up UN8 last week, that was your mistake, because uh, Lemuelu and Bromwich come in. JJ Collins drops out of 17, Trifuller's out altogether. Uh, yeah, look, this is just the remnants of whatever... Dolphins that they have left, I'm pretty sure the only one worth owning there is Lemuelu, right, Mitch? Yeah, I mean, Hammer, so at one point was great center for winger fullback coverage. I still have him. I wish I had have moved him on when he was at his you know peak price at that 550 mark. But yeah, I think Lemuelu is really the only one you could justify having there. You could probably loop Hammer this week. North Queensland been hot and cold this year. Yeah, I actually am looping him. That's my game plan. But he'd be the only other one, but you wouldn't look at buying him, mate, with where this Dolphins yeah. team's at as far What's as What's his there. price currently? Uh, 487 Yeah, no, not quite. It's cheap enough to be that DPP cover. No. 
But, you know, I think really it's just Connolly Lemuelu in the second row. The big problem with, with Hammer is there are just no, aren't going to be huge amounts of tries in this Dolphins team. I think they're just kind of limping into the finals at this point. Or limping sure. into the end of the season. That's it. They're just bottom four, unfortunately, which is kind of where we pegged them at the beginning of the season. They just started stronger than we thought. Yep. And then, you know, they've just had that slow decline as what told the years taken its toll on their team. Well, you look at what they did, and I didn't hate it. They brought in a lot of those veteran forwards. Uh, unfortunately, they played them like they were 25 years old, and I think the Titans with uh, Tino are going to find out how that goes when you try and play uh, forwards for those sorts of minutes for that sort of age group. That's it. Uh, Valens Tawari owners are still at 20. He's been told basically get fit in the offseason, and uh, talent won't cut it. So there's basically news there. He's done for the season. I think what what we said there, and we said it a while ago, Stu, the only reason the Dolphins were playing him is because they had no choice. Hmm. Yeah, that's it. So now and it doesn't like unfit players. He doesn't like them. Particularly when they're playing, you know, in speed rolls in the back. Like That's, that's, that's just, it. It's just not going to wash with him. Uh, uh, unless, unless you're Latrell, essentially. Yeah, but like that's, you know, elite level talent. I, exactly. I wouldn't say Valance is an elite talent. No, not at all. Uh, and then for the Cowboys' sides, uh, Nanai's out with an injury. Elon Lukey is back to start after his broken jaw. Hulikuf uh, Kefu Finifuaki is now on the bench. Semi Valame is also out due to knee injury. It sees Murray Tuolagi pushed back out to the wing. Zach Labor named in the centers. So see a bit of traffic running that way. For the Cowboys, I guess if you've held them, just hold right bench. Well, yeah, the only two I can see worth owning there are Scott Drinkwater and uh, I suppose to a lesser degree, Reese Robson. I don't know about you, Stu, but I've held him the whole year. It's been a bit of a pain train. I think he's dropped about 200K, yeah, over 200K cash throughout the year, but you're probably guaranteed between 40 and 50 points. And I can't see, you know, uh, Hook has been a bit of a graveyard this year with the exception of Harry Grant, who has also dropped cash, and maybe Api Corusau. Yeah, oh, look, it's it's been an absolute shocker. So... Uh, I I'm quite got off him sort of when he was picked to play Origin too, but yeah, it just looks like Hooker this year. It's just you feel like the meta might have changed a bit. I know there was a period there where you would carry two or three hookers extra on your team just because there were so many points. And then to me, it feels like they're not playing hookers for those sorts of minutes or finding ways to get them out of the defensive line so that that workload seems to be a little bit less and therefore so, the tackles are down. I, I don't know. That's just I, what I've observed. No, I, I've seen it, and also I've. I don't know about you, but I've seen second marker now stand so deep. If you've watched this, that in the the way the defensive lines have shifted against hookers, so yep. basically now the second marker is basically seven meters back. So often that scamper out of dummy half where you beat the first man doesn't matter because the second man will still get you. Yep. So that's cutting down meters and, and possible tackle bus line breaks, etc. And Which I think means that's really you, hurt. You it's need hurt one of those. And, uh, in fact, it's hurt the big three, Cookie Robson and uh, Grant are all sort of experts at that. They certainly are. Like, they're just trying to steal those meters, which means the only times they really get going is either those burrowing close to the line. Yeah. Or um, what those really dominant runs, you know, where there's no markers. So, yeah. Yeah, off the back of the forward pack sort of rolling down the field. Hmm. Yeah. That's it. And it, and even then, like, you look at a lot of the time, teams will give it a six again. They'd rather be offside rather than uh, and give a six again rather than just let the hooker through. Yep. All right. Uh, so, look, Ruben Cotter has been on a massive slide as well. He did get a 49 versus the Sharkies here, but I'm not sure that he's recommendable at all. Like, 
I'm just looking at his price here. He is at 473k though, Mitch. Jeez. So I guess if I, you're doing I, one I, of those trades where you would like had two people out and you know, yep. so, so just say you're trading like a Garrick and a Tedesco and you want to pick up like a really good fella and then a cheaper one. This is where that sort of thing comes in that Ruben Cotter could be like that cheaper fella. Yeah, I think that's actually a fair enough point. I mean, I, I can't personally justify getting him, but I think that's a really good point if you wanted to get like a Payne Haas or a, or a Cleary or a Tino uh, and you only have, say, 1.3 million, that would be a good way to do it because you know Cotter's probably worth somewhere between 40 and 50 points and against the Dolphins, maybe even more. That's it. So, yeah, just just keep that in mind. It's just one of those, he's, he's not playing his best. Uh, he's come back from origin. He's, he's not firing on all cylinders, but... Like, we are seeing that improvement in his minutes that we really wanted to see. Uh, all right. So let's get to the next game, Saturday game. Melbourne versus Gold Coast at Amy Park. Oh, God. Uh, Storm. Well, look, Brian Pappenhausen's named at 19, Mitch. So there you go. Well, we're on track, Stu. I know we sort of talked last week that we thought he might get 40 minutes this week. I reckon he'll be a game day decision to come in there. So yeah, as someone who has meaning... As someone who owns Nick Meany's draft team, I'm a little bit nervous about that. That's true, though. He, he That's could... like the absolute worst timing of all time for me because I'll likely make the final and I could be carrying Reynolds and bloody Nick Meany. He, he, could, uh, he could be one of those late shifts for sure. Yeah. I think, I think the reality of it is I know he took that knock with his knee during the week. It really just comes down to do we think he's ready for the for this game? And I think you know the way Storm played. I mean, we're, we're probably going to get into it, but we'll do it now. I thought the Storm were pretty ordinary against St George. To look to to I really did. get rattled by the Dragons, it's a bit like South Sydney did a couple of weeks ago in St George. And go, did St George play well? Or did South play crap? Well, we found out that South's played crap. I'd say the same of the Storm, and I feel like you know I really felt like Pappenhausen should and would be rested for the whole season. I feel like they their their impression is without him that they might as well hit the off-season early because they might just go bang, bang, see you later. That's it, exactly. And if they do drop a game along the way, just say versus the Broncos, and like the Sharks win, they could end up fifth, which yep. because they're basically they, they the against is almost equal. So if they and they do, might have to play the Knights or something like that, and I would not want to play the well, Knights right now. Like last year where they just went out in game one, goodbye, against yep. the Raiders. Yep. So... Made my one, can, one, one can only hope, eh? That's it. Uh, on the other side, Kieran Foran returns, which is good mainly for David Fafita owners. So Foran will be feeding him the good ball. Philip Sami is also out for the year with Alice Frank. Jojo Fafita replaces him. Tom Weaver's number seven. Uh, look, Tom Weaver is probably the best cheapy name this week, Mitch. Uh, yeah. Like if, if you absolutely need to cash down, that's probably the... 245k he got 31 points last week playing half so if you just need to cash out he's probably the best option i'm i'm looking here i can't think of anyone better yeah so uh apart from that really i'm just having a look at a couple of guys now look chris chris randall has been doing okay at hooker but you know nothing amazing there really it's Fafita and tino right i think they're the only two worth owning and uh for those who have hopgood uh Fafita is your obvious cash out if you already don't have him, particularly with Foran back in the lineup. I think, you know, Fafita's backs looked a little bit better last week, Stuart. I think his stats sort of are reflective of that. Yeah, he, 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 he looked well and he got robbed of a try. Like, yeah, so well. I'm hoping that I can do almost a straight swap next week for him uh, for that final round for Hopgood. Yeah, the last couple of games, Fafita sort of kicked in. Uh, 
74, 56, 60, and 68. So that sort of slump around that last Origin game uh, where his points and production were a little down and his minutes were down. The last two weeks, he's played 80 minutes. So I'd suggest whatever was going on there has settled off. For sure. So, uh, yep, let's hope he pulls it together. Uh, and obviously, uh, Big Tino came back last week. He's on the 10-year deal, so it looks like they're going to extract every ounce of flesh uh, of blood from him. So, not his number one game, 55, but 55 is not a bad score, is it? Oh, you never say no to 55, mate. It's just one of those things with Tino. He's not a workhorse player like... Uh, a pain Haas. He does rely, I believe, on the occasional tackle bust or line break. And uh, against that type of team, he just wasn't going to have it. It's funny that he, you he say got that. five. Five tackle busts. Yeah, but that's. I think that's down on what he normally would get. If he's uh, going to chunk out a big score, hang on. Oh, uh, if he chunks out a big score, like a 70 plus, uh, no, it depends. But he, I, he normally jags a try or a tackle bust. That's what I mean. Like, okay. usually he has a bit of a barnstorming run. It, it's why I took. <clears throat> excuse me. Horsburgh over Tino because he was playing Panthers. And uh, I guess it was nine points better. Uh, just da, da, da. Okay, so the previous week he had 79 points. He had those eight tackle busts and two line breaks. So, yeah, as I said, uh, no, sorry, I tell you, Fib, uh, two offloads to hand. It was just those those effort areas that the Penrith are just better at than everyone else. If you go through them, uh, maybe the exception of the Eels game. So prior to that, he kind of went 71, 79, 72, 77. In all of those games, he's had... Uh, at least two offloads to hand, uh, whereas against Penrith he had none, and they, that that that's just why Penrith is the number one team in the league, I suppose. They they don't let players like him do that. Yeah, that's it's where it. it's where Jaden Campbell and even Dave Fafita become so dangerous. For sure. Uh, and look against uh, against the Storm this week, the Storm have looked a little bit loosey goosey down the middle. That's where uh, the Dragons look likely against them. So they certainly did some damage there, and just on the edges. Yeah, I mean, if Horse doesn't play, then I'll probably uh, look to swap to him. Easy. All right. Uh, next game, Sydney Roosters versus West Tigers. So big news, Joey Manu at fullback, Mitch. That is huge news for anyone who owns Joey Manu. I mean, he's been pretty much a hold all year, though, Stu, right? Like most play, most people have him. What's Joey Manu's ownership at the moment? Must be, uh, be 22.48%. That's lower than I would have thought, you know. Uh, I'll be honest with you. Like a lot of people, like... Out of the top thousands, uh, let's have a look. Joe Manu's twenty, almost thirty percent owned of the top of the active teams. Even that surprises me. Like you think about how many viable centers are out there, there aren't too many that that I can think you would want to own, right? No. So he got uh, Gagai. Uh, well, look, he's the, he's the most owned viable, like of the active teams. He's the most owned center. Yeah, so you, we would be expecting a pretty good performance this week because the Roosters have to go all in. They certainly do. So, uh, look, yeah, you want to see uh, top Joey Manu because if nothing else, yeah, they really need to move up. Other interesting one, we have, look, looking at the rest of the squad, Sam Walker is back. So oh, with a partial ACL sprain. I seem to remember saying that that's what it was. Yeah, so... They kept that pretty freaking cagey, didn't they? They certainly did. <laughs> Uh, look, Drew Hutchinson, shit. who's actually been playing really well, uh, has been knocked out to 18th man. That's a real shame. Uh, Corey Allen slots in at centre in Joe Manu's place. Uh, Drew Hargraves returns. Ian Butcher also returns in jumper number 19 after that head knock a couple of weeks ago. Uh, look, looking at this one, there's actually a few interesting guys to talk about. So let's obviously Joe Manu this week. Is he... A pod captain this week? 
against the yes. West Tigers at fullback. Jeez, he, geez, that's spicy. Like, I hope Nick doesn't listen to this, but I'm tempted to go roll the dice and do that. I like that, Stu, against against Tigers. That's it. Um, they have the to win. At, but, and they have no chill, though. Like, they don't know how to take their foot off the accelerator. So if the Roosters get hot, they'll keep rolling. And, and if they don't, the you know what they'll do? They'll just give the ball to Joey Martin and go make something happen. Like he did... Uh, who did he play where he ran for like 300 metres against them when he last played at fullback? Was it St. George? It was someone. No, he, he ran it for was like, recently, wasn't it? He ran for like 1,000 metres. Oh, hold on. I'll, I'll, up now. I'll find fullback, it. Fullback. Uh, Storm. Oh, wow. 224 metres he ran for. Oh, wow. That's... that's yeah. And before that, against the Knights, where he ran for 318 metres with that try. Yeah, I don't know if I want to go full retail. I think I have Nick pound for pound at the moment. Like, I, I, I don't know if that's where I want my point of difference to be. I got you, but I'm, but it's, I'm it's saying- super spicy for anyone out there looking to pick up some ranks. Uh, I don't hate it because, you know, Cleary and Hines and uh, Haas are probably all going to be somewhere between 60 and 80, but Manu's capable of getting 100 plus at fullback. Well, his last... Against the Tigers particularly. His last uh, four starts, okay, so at fullback, let's, let's go back here. So round 20 versus Storm, he got a 49. Oh, was he a fullback then against Storm? Probably not. Maybe that's incorrect, but it's certainly uh, round 16 versus Knights. He got a 99, right? Uh, and then against uh, the Storm again, he got a 47. And then we're looking back here at 2022. I'm just trying to find 2022 Joe Mane. This is great podcasting by me here. Uh, 87 versus the Raiders. Uh, like, he can pull out some big scores, eh? It is. It, it's tempting. You, you, you've almost convinced me to do it. Uh, he's averaging 60.8 at fullback so uh, since 2019. Uh, and he's playing the Tigers too. And, and the Tigers, are, they're done. They're so done. They are. They're, they're not looking good. Well, let's let's talk about the other couple of guys that we probably need to talk about here. So, uh, look, obviously Sammy Walker is back, but the guy that has really turned his season around is Joseph Suali'i. So he... I'm just pulling up here. Coming off another, he came off a 60-plus last week, so he actually beat Jerry Manu as far as points are concerned. And if I, I just want to bring up his last five uh, last five scores. So he got a 17 versus the Broncos, right? But the week before, so, okay, let's go the week before against the Titans. So he's gone 56, 17 when they got thrashed by the Broncos. Uh, but then he got 54 versus Seagulls, 52 versus the Dolphins, and 66 versus the Eels. So he's back. Mm, he's definitely back. Yep. And so 541k, but as a wing fullback DPP cover, again, if you sort of just say you've got that Garrick Tedesco combo issue, uh, if you're going up with one of them, the other guy to Particularly cover. Particularly against the Tigers. On a wing there, I reckon he'll do very well. Wow. That's nice, Stu. That might be your best call tonight. So it's it's interesting that they, they really should never have taken him off the wing. Mm-hmm. I think some of their season could have been different. Uh, with Tupo, Suwalili, and and uh, Tedesco running back, that that move they would have been better just running Hutchison at centre and just copying whatever happened there. To be completely honest, for sure. Look, I I picked him up at three hundred seventy eight k round twenty, and wow. I've been enjoying it since then. I it's it's probably saved a lot of my season. Him just playing acting as cover. Um, all right, so the we got to go keep on going through. So Nat Butcher. Has obviously he's been really blessed by injuries and HIAs to everyone around him. Uh, 66 points versus the Eels. So last three average of, uh, it looks like high 50s here, Mitch. 
So yep. obviously in that thrashing against the Broncos, he got a 17, but playing really well. Are we interested? Wait, hold on. No, that's Joseph Soli. Hold on. Give me a second. Nat Butcher, let's bring up his last three. Okay, uh, 68 last week. This is why I thought him. And 78 the week before against the Dolphins. So could he be one of those DPP options that you can pick up as well to cover you? Like if you're down to one or two trades? Well, I was actually going to ask you the exact same question because I'm looking to trade out Tedesco and I've got about 758k. Nat Butch is right in that wheelhouse. Do you think this production will continue or is his minutes going to drop this week? And the other question I have for you, Stu, Nat Butcher typically does better in those grinding games up the middle. Is he going to be affected by the fact that the Tigers stink? Uh, he might be, but then again, in the games where he's, they've kind of thrashed a couple of teams, he, he can always pick up that try. As well, he, he does run that pretty good short ball. So Who have the Roosters on, on got the last round? Rabbitus. Oh, I that, like That'll that. be for the eight. So he should keep the minutes, right? He should keep the minutes. The answer is Egan Butcher is is not there. Like that, and last time it, he doesn't, played, it doesn't appear to be the threat of Crichton coming into second row. Look, when he played prop, he played 66... He, sorry, he played 80 minutes for 66 points when they moved into the middle. Yeah. But like what I'm saying is, it's unlikely Crichton's going to come in and start at second no, row. No, it would and be one of those probably, ones where they probably, shuffle. He probably bumps Sia Wong anyway. Yeah, that's it, and then shuffle or the shuffle Nat yeah. into the middle, much like they would with Maddo. Is there a bit short on props? Like you look at that bench there. Yeah, Nat Butch is above and beyond one of their best forwards at the Fletch moment. Fletch Baker, Terrell Ty- 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 is playing okay, but yeah. But they don't have the depth they had, say, last year or the year no, before. No, Angus will be playing middle. Hurt. Angus or Nat will have to play middle forward. That's what I mean. Yeah, I actually would say to you, Stu, that I think Nat Butch is probably the better option over Torhu Harris, even though Torhu's playing St. George. I think I think the Warriors will go wide against St. George, whereas the Roosters will look to play out the middle and then maybe spin it late to Suwalili. That's probably what's going to happen. Yep, I like it. Uh, having a look here at the rest of the squads, the... There's not really much more to talk about. So let's obviously like, you know, only thing about Sir Lee might be is that he might lose some goal kicking, but I think they might give Sam Walker a week or two before they hand back the goal kicking to him because Sir Lee has been slowing them at like 80%. Oh, wow. It's better than Sammy Walker's been kicking, I'll be completely honest with you. Well, Uh, Walker was in the high 60s, low 70s, wasn't he? That's it. He was terrible. He was not good. Uh, Let's have a look on the other side. So on the Tigers team, so look, I think Luke Brooks is done to the season with that calf injury. Will Smith is in the halves. Appy Corusau shifts to hooker. Tristan Riley retains a spot in the centres. Jape Sinkin got popped an HIA. So, look, again, there's probably, what, two people really, really look at here, John Bateman and Isaiah Papali'i, Mitch. Yep, and I think, you know, particularly Isaiah Papali'i, he's looked better the last couple of weeks. He has. It's Luke Brooks isn't playing outside of him. So, it's amazing what good ball will do too. Uh, yeah, and it's we've amazing seen what it the threat of we've Dane Laurie will do as well, like playing out Doesn't outside. he look good? Like, I wonder how much the Tigers, and I'm sorry to say this, how much the Tigers are thinking of dropping uh, Dwayne here just completely off the well, planet. Well, like, Dane Laurie signed with the Panthers next year. Oh, my God. We brought him back. The pain train for the Tigers because he's looked real, and I think it's something that you actually said how good he looked running through. And some it was either Adam or, or you again in his ability to break the line. Mm. Uh, he's looked really good. He's probably looked their most likely uh, the last month or so. He really has because he's, oh, he's got man, that proper let... skip outside speed, like where he just um, he can hit that hit that space 
and really yep. just turn so that he he beats the man on the outside and the guy on the inside can't turn like uh sorry on the outside can't turn in on time that's painful that he's leaving the tigers that he's really one of their better young prospects coming in maybe other than dream buller yes and uh, obviously obviously they've got uh Happy Bateman and Papali have all looked good. And but the fact wow, that Laurie's hit form at this time too is so painful. So so the Tigers will be running with Sullivan and I presume because Dwayne's out for all of next year. So who are they going to put at six? Yep. Probably oh, wow. Will Smith. Oh, God. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. They, they just bought, uh, they bought him over from uh, Aiden Caesar. Oh, God. They bought back Aiden Caesar from the Super League. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, 2024 Wooden Spooners, the West Tigers. <laughs> I know the Bulldogs might be pushing him. Uh, same with the Dragons. I was looking who they signed this year. The answer is not much. I think they'll be a better team next year, mate. I, I would I would take a sandwich on them not finishing last. Oh, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think they'll finish last or second last even. Fair enough. I think they'll struggle to make the top eight, but I don't think they'll be in the top. I don't think they'll be in the bottom four. Yeah, no, fair enough. Look, uh, Johnny Bateman this week, I expect a bit of a return to form from him. So he hasn't cracked 60 since round 20 against the Knights. Uh, a few down weeks, I think he's just winding down a little bit towards the end of the season because he's one of those guys who needs a reason to maintain their age, I think, a little bit, Mitch. I would agree with that, but I think Isaiah Papali with good service will continue to maintain the rage. Yes. So, though I can't see huge amounts of tackle busts against this Rooster side, he'll be running against Matt Butcher. He was a pretty handy tackler, I think. Is That's he against it. That? Yeah, he will yeah. be. Yep. Oh, yeah. So, John Bateman this week against Sia Wong, I think will have a little bit more success. And he'll also yep. be running against uh, Sammy Walker. So, yep. he'll, they'll he'll... probably attack that side, really. Whichever side Walker's on, they'll go. Yeah, that's it. Uh, it. To be honest with you, just having a look at that, they might actually switch which side Nat Butcher plays on, just to cover that. Uh, looking at that, there's not many other guys that we need to talk about there with the squad. Happy uh, Coruscant. So... Winning the game last week, basically doing everything. He was a great pickup a few weeks ago. Six nineteen k is he still a pickup? Yes. Yeah, well, I think he is. Well, he's still kicking goals. Said, that's what I mean. Like, uh, well, they've got to score tries for that to matter. Um, there aren't too many better options other than Harry Grant, and I would say he's probably Harry Grant's equivalent at the moment. The only other one you'd consider is Damien Cook, who's got a buy this week. So you're really low on options there, to be completely honest with you. That's it. So. Yeah, if you're a cookie owner, this might be the week to pick up Appy. Uh, all right, let's keep on rolling here. We get to the last game, uh, Raiders versus Broncos. So on the Raiders side, Matt Tomoko is obviously doing good things, but let, let's get through the squad. Look, Jack Whiten's back. Albert Hopoade is being named. Seb Chris has also been named in the reserves uh, from the hamstring injury. It's probably a week away, I'm guessing. Uh but for the Raiders, there's really just, what, two or three players? Matt Timoko, Corey Horsburgh, and Joseph Tarpany. I think they're all just, what, holds this week? Yeah, so, Stu, because I, I was unaware that Horsburgh, he was sort of listed as injured. What What is his problem at the moment? He, he copped the knock late. It was a cat 2 HI. Oh, okay. So, so they've he, named he, him. It's just one of those ones where it's where they, they just ca- ca- kind of got, got to put in all the stuff saying that he's not copped too many head knocks and he's, you know, it's just that type yeah. of thing. I would be surprised if he didn't get through that, to be honest. Yeah, look, I, I reckon he'll try. He did look groggy when he got up, but obviously, Cat 2, they'll, they'll just say, no, he was fine. He just was hurt or whatever. Uh, yep. Look, all so of these guys think. played really well. Uh, I don't think there's really much to talk about for any of those, apart from what hold. 
Yeah, exactly right. There's no reason to trade any of them out. And I can't see anyone in the squad that you'd want to pick up either. Um, you know, Joseph Tarpin's kind of been who he's been for the season. Hudson Young's up and down like a yo-yo. And uh, you wouldn't want anyone in the backs other than Matt Timiko, who's been quite solid, probably the better part of the last two months. That's it. The only thing that concerns me a little bit, Mitch, uh, is that you look at what happened to the Eels when they got tuned up by the Raiders. Uh, sorry, uh, by the Broncos, that is. So when their Eels got tuned up and, you know, none of their guys really fired fantasy-wise. Yes. And when the Raiders remember, last got tuned no, up. No, no. No Adam Reynolds. I, I, I don't think the Raiders will get tuned up without Adam Reynolds slaying. Fair enough. Oh, I'm just well, that's, think- a, that's a question for you. I just don't think they will. The Broncos aren't the same team without Adam Reynolds. They, they, they go from a top two team to a fringe top eight team. Yeah, oh, look, it, it certainly makes sense, but it's one of those ones where if they get that domination, Adam Reynolds is beautiful for helping win that arm wrestle if there is an arm wrestle. But if they get on top early... They're that sort of side where they'll just keep on pushing out wide. Like, you know, they'll get Reese Walsh running. They'll, and once they sort of get those meters sort of on the edges or like, you know, from their centers, they really just start to run sides off the park. That's what happened to the Eels. 15 minutes of good play. And then they just ran out of gas as they were run off the park. Yeah. I, I, I just, I think Reynolds is so good at controlling the pace of play. I'll be interested to see. I'll be really interested to see if the Broncos don't blow their fuse on this one because in the past, that's what they did. And I think Reynolds is so good at controlling that tempo. I'm just not convinced. I could be completely wrong on this. I think the Broncos do have a pretty good record against the Raiders, but I just, Reynolds is cerebral and this cerebral and this team has so much talent. He just knows how to use it. Anyway, I, I, I think Ezra Mam sort of relies off Reynolds to do that. And I can't see Jockman being that level of player. And and for the for a large part, I think the Raiders pack can match up with most of this Broncos pack. So oh, I think it'll be. I don't think it'll be interesting. I think this will be closer than we think. Oh, I, fair would, I, I think, I I think reckon, Brisbane will win, but I, I think the Brisbane will win, but I don't think they'll smoke them. I reckon it be interesting. I reckon Broncos get on top. It will go very badly for the Raiders. They're, we saw against the Storm what happened once the side gets up on them, and they've got to start to guess out a little bit, like because they just That's don't fair. have that talent off the bench. Well, uh, and they're to, an a, they're an aging team. Up front, I said they could match, but they are aging. Like Whitehead, uh, Whitehead, Young, and uh, Papa Lee aren't, aren't the youngest forwards in the game. Yeah, that's it. Oh, Young, Young's young, but the other two are certainly over th- the other side of thirty. And same as Jordan Rapana, who's thirty-four. Yeah. So he, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Uh, on the flip side, so we're looking at the Broncos. No Adam Reynolds. Uh, Corey Oates returns. So Dane Mariner drops out. Marty Tapao has been named in reserves. What a good hold that is. Uh, look, there's probably three players that we really do want to buy in the squad, right, Mitch? Reese Walsh, uh, Payne Haas, and Patrick Carrigan. Yep. Uh, would you bring Payne Haas back in if you didn't, if you're sort of trading him out for that buy round, Stu? Is he worth bringing back in uh, with the possibility that he could be rested, or do you think that he, the Broncos he can will hurt? Play look, if they have a good game, you know that Payne Haas is the sort of guy who can hurt you. So if you're in a really close head-to-head this week, like I'm just having a look at Payne Haas. Look, he has had some 50s scores this year. He's also had like, you know, a whole bunch of 60s, a whole bunch of 70s, a few 80s, right? 83 versus the Cowboys in a relatively push game, 86 versus the Storm. So who would you take? Uh, not, you 93 Payne versus Tino. Payne Haas. Yeah. Just straight up. It's, it's, it's not hard. Uh, 93 versus the Knights, Payne Haas. No try. Wow. 
I so, on that. That was earlier on in the year, though, wasn't it? Round 15. Uh, 69 Not minutes. really, then, so that was pretty recently. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was just in between Origin before Origin 2. So for, it was just straight up the fact that he made 41 tackles and ran for 222 metres and four offloads. So it was, that's how you make a 93, apparently. Wow. Yeah, it's freaking gross. Oh, and seven tackle breaks. So th- this is the sort of thing, is that if he plays big minutes, he can rack up an absolutely enormous score. But yes, look, if they thrash him like they did against the Eels, he's uh, 50, uh, 49 and 53 minutes might be what you get because he only made 14 tackles that game and ran for 191 metres. Uh, but look, the other guy to talk about is Paddy Carrigan because Paddy Carrigan has a l- lower ceiling, a much lower ceiling than Payne Haas. Uh, obviously, unless he's playing the Panthers and he gets 97 points because he makes 95 tackles. But his minutes are much more consistent, right, Mitch? Like, he's played 80 yeah. quite a few times this year, even in games where they've won by a fair bit. The only one is when they thrash them at the Gabba. Again, he only played 57. He's And he's looked good. He's got a good engine. I can't see the Broncos resting him like they would pay in Haas. That's sort of what I'm, what I'm getting at is, is it worth having Haas... Tino and okay, we'll throw Carrigan in there. Who's the lowest risk of those three as far as points over the next two weeks go? Well, Tino's got less. Tino's got less to play for. Carrigan's got the floor, I would say, as far as like just he's probably he's 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 least likely to um, be a bust, right? But you're saying Haas is the most likely to be a boom. Haas is no. This is a really tough one. I'm I'm thinking about this. Tino's Tino's the guy who sort of can pull a seventy out from nowhere, right? But Haas, Haas is probably the safest bet, I would say, there. And Paddy, yep. just as far as you know that even in his worst game, it's sort of like a low 40s, sorry, high 40s, low 50s type game. Yep. And Carrigan, it's like he's going to hit sort of that middle boundary type of thing. So, you know, he might get to the 68 because if Haas gets rested early, they might still uh, they might still play Carrigan a few more minutes. Well, they kind of have to. They have to sort of make a choice there. That's it. So it, it depends on how tight that game you think is going to be. Uh, well, I think it'll be close. I think it'll be close. Because then. then the week after they've got the Storm, don't they? Yes. And you'd have to think he'll play the majority of that game well, there unless, it, unless, unless they blow him off the park. But the Storm have a fantastic record against Brisbane. so They do. They've won know. like the last 10 or 11 up in Brisbane. I guess what it boils down to is how much they care about. So so hang on. Uh, if the Warriors, so if the Broncos drop two games, so if the Broncos drop this game, you would say Haas is probably the best bet because if the Warriors won, which they will because they're playing St. George, they will have to play, particularly if the Warriors won big, they'd have to play their full squad to make sure they beat the Storm to get that top two spot. That's, so that's it. probably Haas, because I think the Raiders are going to push Brisbane. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, and look, we've also got, uh, for those of you needing uh, wing fullback this week, Reese Walsh. So should be up against uh, the Raiders team. I reckon he's in for, going to be in for a pretty good week, Reese Walsh, because I, I think he should get in the points. And he will also get in some more kicking with Adam Reynolds out. Yeah, well, I, I think that's exactly right. He, he should get quite a bit more kicking because it's got to come from somewhere because Reynolds drinks a lot of that milkshake, doesn't he, really? That's it. So, look, Reese Walsh, I got his low-key buy this week. Uh, that's pretty much it there. Uh, yeah, really no one else to talk about. Uh, Herbie Farmworth, I guess, if you need a centre, a few people need a centre this week. Uh, Herbie will do okay, 647K. Oh, I would go Manu for the extra cash. Yeah, but okay, just say you got Manu, right? And then you got Garrick, right? Garrick's out. You know he's cooked. You need a second center. Would you go Herbie over Lemuelu? 
Well, that's probably going to be the discussion we get to because most people ask about Garrick, but I'm just saying that he's he's been pretty consistent this year as far as his... I think Garrick's no matter what a straight-up sell just with that injury. Even if he plays, you've got to sell him. Yeah. Got to sell him. He's a sell. It doesn't, it doesn't even matter if he plays. He's a sell. Yeah. He's for just as far as consistency goes, Herbie scores since round uh, 11, post-round 11, his lowest score has been 38. His highest is his 62 versus the Panthers. That's pretty consistent. That's got to be right up there with the most consistent. Yeah, which is why his score hasn't fluctuated much. His price hasn't fluctuated much. I wanted to get on him when his price dipped, but it just hasn't dipped. Uh, all right, let's get to the Sunday games. Uh, Manly versus Bulldogs at Aqua. Oh, God, that's going to be a shocking game. No one's going to turn up. Uh there's going to be about 700 people in a 120,000-seat stadium. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jaden Ockenbaugh is out. Curtis Moran is in. Thank goodness. for That's it for the Bulldogs and for the Seagulls. Josh Schuster has been dropped to 18th man. Jacob Arthur is now the new number six. Ruben Garrick has been named in reserves. Unlikely to, fray, to play, as Mitch said. Tolu Kola is set to play fullback. Uh, ben Travojevic and Brad Park return to the 17 after head knocks Kamatulagi drops to the bench Morgan Harper uh, fills up cooler spot Gordon Chan Kam Tong will make his debut off the bench he's a hooker so yeah, obviously right. they're testing some guys out for next year yep this is really what whoever's left plus a bit of next year's squad because the Seagulls have dug pretty deep into the market for next year yeah they're sort of making a play while Chairman's is on his last legs I think that's it. So, uh, look, let's start with the Seagulls. I'm not sure there's anyone left that we own our own, own in the squad, right? Olaquato is okay, but not really blowing yeah. anyone away. No, you'd probably try and get Fafito or Papa Lee, I would say. Yeah, that's it. The pod play, unfortunately, once the Seagulls side, just it's just been slowly going downhill. Main one is Daily Cherry Evans. So, another good score, Mitch. Uh, he's, he's probably a pretty good buy this week. People yep. have sort of one or two plays left, he, and he's always solid. So you know, if you don't if you don't have him, and you're looking for someone, and you can't afford that top tier player in Cleary or Hines, uh, I think he's a good option. Yeah. Or even or, if you have him, or if you're looking to cash out from Johnson because you're worried about his reduction in role over the next fortnight, uh, he's not a bad option. In fact, yeah. he'd be a great swap. Give you 100k. I think he's only at 798 at the moment, Stu Cherry Evans. Yeah, no, it's certainly 798. Yeah, he's cheap. So the 100k less, so you could pocket a bit of cash and do a bit of a double switcheroo. For sure. Uh, look, the only other guy is, look, you do you can get Tola Cooler with the DPP, but I'm not sure that's the play. No. No. So let's look at the Bulldogs. I'm not sure we want to own any Bulldogs, right? No. I know that uh, Josie in the Family League traded in Matt Burton to try and beat yeah. me in that last round. And I uh, didn't need to watch the game at that point because I thought, this is sewn up now. <laughs> Oh, it's it's absolute oh, shocker. Dear. Oh dear, not so, good. No, there's no one in the squad. There is absolutely no value remaining in anywhere in this squad. As for no, no. Apart from, oh, there is one guy. I'm just looking through the squad now. Jacob Carras. Yeah, no I was chill. gonna, I, I was gonna bring him up, but do you know what, Stu? I think as far as a fantasy player goes, I think he's great at centre. As far as fantasy players go, I would be happier if he was at winger uh, to get those meters running that ball back because we know he's good for a couple of tackle busts but he will play tough that's it and but like back-to-back scores of 38 aren't exactly thrilling us right at center 
No, I, that's what I mean. If he was on the wing, he's probably going to get a couple extra tries, maybe another 100 metres in, in run metres at, at, at winger. Um, it's weird. I think for the Bulldogs, it's probably better he's in centre because he's that bigger body and he sort of threatens uh, off that outside ball. But as far as fantasy goes, I'm a little bit more off him because of the, yeah. the change in role, right? Yeah, I think I think they're preparing for next year because they've also got, uh, what's his name coming in? Uh, Bronson Jerry. I tell you what, they're going to have a heck of a back line. Like, really, uh, with Crichton, Karaz, Adokar, and Bronson Cherry, that that should be... They really will have no excuse and at that point. Like, Cherry, he comes to our local gym down here, right? Just lives sort of a couple of corners away from me. He's a giant man. Like, you just see him, you're like, holy crap, that's a big dude, like, built. And you're like, oh, I know who that is. Yeah, so... Yeah, can't make any comments at the risk of getting sued. Yeah, all, all I can say is that... Uh, or beaten up. <laughs> that's true. Well, uh, the, the point is, though, is that he'll obviously need to pass whatever... They're going to be drug testing pretty heavily on his way back in. Yeah, well, apparently, by what you said, they probably should. No. Uh, it, when I say he's big, I just mean he's also he's filled out. He was... Yeah, yeah, well... He was 18 years when old he got cunt. Yeah, yeah. He's only 22. Jeez. As I said, they're going to be nasty uh, out the back next year, the Bulldogs. Like, I know you sort of said that they'll finish last. I, I can't see that happening next year. I just can't. There's too much. There's going to be too much talent but, there. And but it's more that they keep on churning. Like, you look at the good sides, they've got a little bit of chemistry together. This will be, they've, what, another year where they're going to churn almost their entire back line. You're like, you look who's playing in this line, back line this year. Karaz and Adokar will probably play next year, right? Avrilo's gone. Blake Wilson probably won't play. Braden Burns Braden won't Burns play. Gone. Yeah, T- Toby uh, Sexton might still be there. Right. I think Sexton and Burton have to stay. King, Marnie, Kikau, Waddell. Waddell? Uh, yeah, I think he'll find his way, way somewhere in there. They, they, He'll be somewhere on the bench or lurking. Uh, Pengai's gone. Yeah, it's not, look, it's not great, but you've got a whole off-season. They're professional footballers. They, they need to find a way to get it together. There's enough talent on the field. They'll, they'll get it done. Yeah, I'm just... I'm they just I, I don't think they'll be top eight, but I can't see them being... Second last, jeez. I'm just having a look at the Bulldogs who they've signed up for next year now because they've, they've been on a bit of a spreading spree. Uh, they've signed up uh, Steve Crichton, Jim, Jamin Salmon, Blake Taff, Bronson Jerry, and uh, what's his name? Uh, Tahiako from Super League. But if they sign Jamin Salmon, are they going to play him at... Uh... 14. Get rid of oh, okay. I thought they might play him at halfback. No, they might, but... I think uh, I think with Salmon, they could they could play him there if Toby Sexton doesn't work out. Uh, anyway, mm. let's let's keep on let's keep on shuffling with this one. So look, there's no Bulldogs we want to own. So let's get to the last game. This one actually should be a good game. So if you can get out there to Newcastle McDonald's your own stadium, because you got the Knights. Jackson Hastings is back. Lachlan Fitzgibbon uh, up the knock on his shoulder, but it's expected to play. Has been named. Otherwise, the squad is the same on the Shark side. Also the same 17, so this one's real quick. With the Knights, Mitch, they're all playing well. The whole team looks good, mate. They don't even need a uh, a good 5 eighth and halfback to beat a team that we sort of touted as a potential premiership contender three Far months ago. Out. Well, that, they were that, coming first no, for 11. That's how, good, that's how good their forward pack has been, Stu. It's ridiculous. And you give that back five space, well, they're going to score points. It's one of the best back fives in the league. That's it. Well, I guess between the Saifidi brothers, you really have the prototype sort of semi-origin forward when they're both fit. 
Yep. So, and you've got Adam Elliott, who's who's been able to keep himself relatively healthy, which is, I think, a really crucial uh, cog in the team. And Tyson Pazell and Lachlan Fitzgibbon, neither of them have much chill. And Croslin's working out at um, Hooker. They, they, they've got a bit of a formula here. And as long as that pack stays healthy, they're going to be tough to beat. I think, I think they're really going to stick it to uh, the Sharks. I'm not sure the Sharks can go toe-to-toe with this pack. Yeah, it'll certainly be interesting there. I think... Um... I think the Newcastle. I think, I think, I think they know that they have Talakai's points gonna, now. <laughs> I think Talakai's going to have a tough, tough game. Oh, he will. So he'll, he's going to get absolutely cooked by Pong. My goodness. Yep. Uh, and uh, that that'd be another interesting, uh, spicy option because I think Pong is going to have a good day against both Trindle and uh, Talakai. I think I think they're going to terrorise him. To be honest. Yeah, he certainly will. Uh, so looking at the squad, there's really sort of three guys as the elite options here. Obviously, you have got Ponga who's just been good for a long time now. So, look, if you don't own him, it is what it is uh, at that 800k mark. The other guys, so I guess if you don't own him, go buy him. Dang Gagai, Mitch. So he's just had, he's come off another one. So he's enormously expensive, 735k. He's also got another 62 without a try. Yeah, I'm a pretty happy owner at the moment. Yeah, like it's just 24 tackles. The fact that he's, he's in some games is making tackles. He's got that tackle breaks. It's just... Stats all over the park. You just look at his stats. There's just activity all over the place for him. So and he, he's looked very, very good. He's looked great since he's been dropped. He hasn't come back busted from Origin. No, well, well, he did. He had that. Uh, well, yeah. Well, he, he wasn't play playing Origin, year. but he did have that foot injury a number of weeks ago. But I would, and which I was quite concerned about. But it hasn't seemed to affect him basically at all, right? That's it. And look, we also got Bremen Best. He was flattered a little bit by that last minute try, but still got a fifty. Yeah, I was just looking at his stats now, Stu. I'm, I think he, now he was coming off an injury around 24, and I can't for the life of me remember what it is. Uh, I, I'd probably, I know that Gagai's 150k more, but I, I feel like, and Gagai's going up against Talakai, I'd probably be going Gagai over yeah. Bradman Best. Me, uh, me too. So I think that Bradman Best would only be if you got a cash down, uh, but Gagai's definitely the premier option there. Maybe even the sort of one where you'd, you get him and then you shift Manu to wing fullback if you had to. Yep. Yep. Uh, I'm doing something pretty spicy this week. Just in case Ponga cops an HI, I'm just looping him this week. Really? Well, it's just one of those ones where it's like for some You've reason got- I've got Flipper Munro, right? Still You've sitting. You've got there. Anthony in the family league. You should be able to handle him. <laughs> should be. But uh, basically it's just one of those ones where it just gives me that little bit of assurance there that if he does cop that head knock, he's hard to loop because he plays the last game. So. Yep. I don't know. I've, I've just got to think it through. Uh, looking through, that's pretty much it. On the Sharky side, now, Captain Nico, coming off a 90 last week, Mitch, he did get that try late. What are we thinking? I don't know if I'd have him against the, uh, as captain against the Knights. I think the Knights are going to give it to him this week. Although Nico's proven that he can punch out 70 bloody points when they, when they get beat. I think you'd have to go Cleary or Manu as your captain. Uh, I think you have to. Yeah, I like it. Uh, I only I look and I would have that said yeah I think I said no to Hines being captain last week and he, he punched out a big score but I, I just do not see the Sharks being the Knights this week I think they'll be too good fair enough uh, what are your thoughts yeah look I think that he'll he'll certainly do well because Trindle being there has allowed him to run a little bit more so that try that he scored late was just they knew that he was probably going to distribute but then he just you know, right step, right step, left step away from the inside man, and he's over. So, I think that uh, I think that'll continue to do very well as far as just drinking up those points all throughout the game. 
and I think that uh, he's a decent captaincy option this week. Now, really quick one, because I think it's number one, it's relevant to my team, but I'm sure there are a few owners out there. Cam McInnes, do you, his points were down last week and his minutes were down. Do you feel like that's just because that's how the game was going for the Sharks in that they were going well and, and scoring a lot of stuff out wide? Or is this more of a trend moving forward? I'm, just, I'm finding that game last week, so I'm bringing up as we speak where, where his stats came from. So, yeah, look, against the Cowboys, they were... They were going back to back for a little while, so it wasn't like they were getting thrashed. Uh like or, or like it was or they were thrashing the other squad. It was pretty tight. And they were they were playing sort of like just, you know, try to try to try to try for most of the game, right? I think it was just a bit of a down week for him. There's no uh more missed tackles. So that puts him up to mid forties if he gets those. I reckon it's probably just an off week, mate. Yeah. So hold. Uh well look, he's gonna make plenty of tackles against Newcastle. Up that middle, he will. And Hopefully not too many missed tackles. <laughs> look, I reckon um, Tom Hazelton and Jack Williams probably drank a little bit of his milkshake, but they do. They are still carrying Matty Moylan, so it is only a three-forward bench. Surely he'll have to play, like, you know, decent minutes. Well, I would be thinking somewhere between 60 and 70 minutes, right? Just doing the math there. Nakora, Graham are going to have to go basically the 80. Um, yeah, I maybe think, Jack Williams comes in. Yeah, I'm just seeing Jack Williams because he picked up some. He he has actually been looking real good. I'll be honest with you. Last few games, so I'm just checking out his minutes last week. Match stats. No, he only played 36 last week too. So McInnes, I was just looking through this team. If you carry Matt Moylan, McInnes almost has to play 65, 70. In fact, yeah. preferably. Well, then how do you play 50 last week? That's that's what I'm trying to understand here. Oh, I know what happened last week. Tom Hazleton. And Royce Hunt went ballistic. Remember? They both yes. came on and they both scored tries. And do you take off a guy when he's got the hot hand? No. No, and maybe that's just it. And and they were so dominant in that section that that was the case. So, I mean, the, the main question was, do we see this sort of continuing? And sort of the answer is McInnes should be back. McInnes uh, should be back. Which is good because I need him to play well to beat Nick. So Yeah, look, uh, 36 minutes from Hazleton there and Royce Hunt... Where did the minutes come from in this one? I'm, I'm trying to work out the middle minutes as we speak. 23 minutes for Royce Hunt. Oh, that's the PPM god here. 49 points in 23 minutes for Royce Hunt. Wow. That's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, uh, more than two PPM. Uh, Toby Rudolph must have played a ton. Toby Rudolph played 50 and Braden Hamlin Whaley played 44. So, yeah, it was just a pretty even split last week. We'll see for Kim. He might have also taken a knock in there somewhere, like just, you know, got a bit more of a rest than he normally would. All right. Uh, I think that's just about it, Mitch. So looking at the questions for this week, I might might ask a few for you. So Nigel McFall goes, is Chance Nickel Klockstad, so Garrick to Chance a goer? Yes. You like that one? Yes. Yes, I like Garrick to Manu better, which I believe Stu is a straight swap, but he might already have him. So, hang on, let me just look up Garrick. Yes, in fact, that is a proper straight swap. I would say that is, now I'm just looking up Chance's price, 484, maybe he's a bit short on cash. At 484, I reckon that's not too bad a trade uh, because Chance is playing St. George. That's a great trade, actually. Yeah, he'll, he'll get some points out wide. Can you pull up yep. what he scored last time that he played against St. George? I think he was out with an HIA, mate, if I remember correctly. But just give me a second, I'm pulling it up now. Uh, 53 bye 53 yeah do it uh, that's that's without a try Stu I might add oh that is pretty filthy a couple of tries this in there or something like that 
yes, two. Nice, I like it. But he'll he'll have a few, don't worry. Particularly if Lomax doesn't play. That's true. They look pretty soft softer out there without him. Uh, all right, let's go to the next one. So Danny Weir says uh, Garrick. Uh, he's looking for Garrick replacements. So in his wing fullback position. So yep. he's got he's got Manu and Ponga currently sitting in his wing fullback. Okay. Uh, so. You got seven ninety k to spend if he seven ninety, and he needs winger fullback, so he can't say move. He's also got Tedesco at two. I think is his issue. He's got Garrick and oh, Tedesco. At. Uh, let's just pull up winger fullback. Drink water, eight. I reckon. I was going to say drink water. I'm actually staring at him right now. I suppose, as I said, as we said, the, the Cowboys are still a mathematical chance, aren't they? So that- uh, they're ninth. They're, they're then yeah. beyond a mathematical chance. They're ahead of the Roosters by four and against by a long way. They've just got well, to win. I think that's fairly obvious. I mean, you wouldn't go Edwards. I think Edwards is just going to continue to be up and down based on what the Panthers decide to do on a given day. Yeah. I was looking at, at Drinkwater and just thinking, oh, he's probably due for a down week, but the Cowboys need him to fire if they're to win. So he's the most logical choice. I'm just trying to see if I can be clever and think of someone better, but no one really comes to mind. No one's jumping off the table. Not, not, with, with, not, with, not, not with Luttrell out. No, and look, you can go a guy like Greg Marju, but how often will he pick up a triple? I'd go drink water. It's much safer. That's it. Um, all right, let's let's pull up the next round of questions. Okay, Nathan Affleck. Uh, he just wants to say thank you for your time and effort with the podcast. He listens from Norway. Oh, nice, mate. Wow. I reckon you four are the best fantasy pods out there. Do you have a smoky pod to take a punt on this week in my head-to-head final against Stu this week? Good luck, Stu, and thanks again. So, Is that Nathan, you? Yeah. He, he's, he's up against me this week. I was like, I don't, I'm not sure I want to answer this one. So I'll hand Hang it to on, you, let me, let, me, let me pull up uh, Stu's team, Nathan. Just give me a second. Uh, because, look, I, my, Dan my Gagai grand plan- is the pot against me this week. My, 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 my objective in life is making Stu cry. <laughs> so. it, it has to be. It has to uh, be. I've, I've played Gagai. proper 4D chess. I actually threw the first round of the final to have enough traits to do Which, it. Do, do you know what's hilarious about that? If you did actually that week. Well, no, no, but I'm saying if you beat me that week, right, I would have gone out last week because now I'm back to playing the last two weeks I've had to play 16. Oh, gee. I, I would yeah, have actually... I would have, I would have had to blow my load, which wouldn't have been great. I would have, I would have had a lot less trades than I have now, and I, I need them because a lot of my players got injured. I had to do it, which is yeah. annoying, but it, it, I couldn't risk it. Uh, da, 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 okay. Dang, yeah, guy's not a bad option. Uh, I'm just seeing if there's anyone else. Uh, I'm just saying players that I don't want to be seeing against me this week. Daily Cherry Evans. Oh, no, you've got oh, Daily Cherry Evans. Bloody hell. Uh, the ones that I, I really don't want to see that I can see out of these ones, like if I'm going, oh, geez, I'm up against, it's uh, Gagai. Look, I'm just looking through the list. Horsbra, but uh, like a lot of people have him. Tino? Tino, Tino against got Melbourne? A, against Melbourne. That's the worry there. Tino against Melbourne. Captaining Manu. That could be Captaining a Captaining Manu. Like, that's something that you would give you the heebie-jeebies, right? Uh, it, w- uh, it would be, because he can get 100. He can just I know, I know. Out. I'm putting proper thought into this. Uh, Stat center, just bring it up. Price. I mean, they're the big ones, because you've got Fafita, you've got Hines, you've got, you've got Johnson, don't you? Yeah, I've got Esther. I've got, got a pretty stacked team as far as... McInnes, do- McInnes isn't going to scare you. No, I don't give two. <laughs> oh, play McInnes against Hopgood and Payne Haas, please. Uh, Hughes isn't likely to go off. I, I think, I think you're right, Stu. Nat Butcher maybe against the Tigers, but I th- Ellie Katoa go, on the bench. I think, 
I think if Gagai's going up against Talakai. Yep. And Ellie Katoa off the bench because he got an 80 last week and he's playing well outside of Hughes. He's back. Yeah, but Ellie Katoa against that St. George edge. I don't know if he'll have 80 again. What do you mean? Ellie Katoa was playing against St. George last week. Oh, that's true. Oh, again, last week. I, I thought yeah, you yeah, this yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I'm what like, I mean. He's playing against the Titans, mate. I think the Titans edge defense is better than Dragons. That's true. Uh, he'll be running up against Fafita. Yeah. Yeah, probably not as good. I reckon my mum would be better defending in the second row than some of those guys. Jesus Christ. Fair enough. Um, no, I, I assume I've got, I've got Gagai and Nat Butcher, but I tell you what, Nathan, Stu's team's scary, man. I'm, I'm like doing my injury dance. I, I, need, I need people to go down <laughs> at a rate of knots. It's like, how many trades you got left, mate? You, got, you must have one left for Hogwood. One. Uh, That's yeah. It. So I've got, I'll have two after this week. So I think I'm done. I think I've done my dash. You're right, I probably, needed to, I probably needed to... I might lose this week, this mate. Week. You never know. Uh, no, I'm looking at Anthony's team. Not a chance. Like, All right. Let, let, anyway. let, let's move to the next one. Uh, Wendy Lord says, thanks for another great season. In the words of the late, great Tina Turner, you're better than all the rest. Thank you. Uh, we also have... I'm having a look through here. That's the last of those messages. So we've got some on the Facebook page here. Uh, Hamish Harvey who do replace Murray and Garrick with so Murray Mitch if you had what's he's 800k I'm thinking Murray uh, seven, Se- 790 I, yeah I just traded him out to Haas um, but I had a bit of cash up my sleeve so we'll, I presume we're looking for a straight swap here Stu yeah so Nat, Nat Butcher is almost a straight swap 748 I like it he's probably the best of the lot because once you drop below him you're really in like Maddo territory who's got to buy like you don't really want Papa Lee, Blake, Laurie, Matt. No, oh, no, 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 no! You're going the wrong way. Hopefully, he has a bit of cash, and maybe he can. Tarpany. Grab, uh, I'd probably go Horsburgh before that. Horsburgh and Fenua. Well, I'm saying if you if you've only got the exact money, it's probably Fenua Blake then. Uh, so Nat Butcher then Fenua Blake. But if yep. you had a little bit of cash, like fifth, it's only 14k to Horsburgh. Yeah, I'd probably go Horsburgh. Yeah, find a way but, to make but, that happen. But probably, probably Nat Butcher first. And Paddy Carrigan before McInnes. Yes. Def, I, 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 if I could trade out McInnes, I probably would to get to get Carrigan. You can. It's 1K. No, thanks. Okay. Uh, I'll save that trade, mate. I need, I need a miracle. Fair enough. All right. Uh, let's go through. So next next one, Garrick out for a center. I think we've, we haven't really fully addressed Garrick, but look, I think probably the best couple of guys apart from Gagai, if you don't have the cash, when I was thinking about it before, it was Lemo Elu. If you got Manu, uh, edge yes. pl- uh, center playing as an edge. Yes, hang on. Uh, positions center. Targo. Well, Holmes is suspended. Farnworth, maybe. Yeah, that's that's why I brought him up before because I know he was around where most people are, right? So there's a couple of K Farnworth. different from Garrick. Maybe you can't do Stags. You can't do Ramian. Timoko could go okay, but he's got the Broncos this week. Like they could get slapped, bro. Like yeah, Penasini got say, seventeen. I'd say Farnworth would be the other one. I think Lemuelu is the best option. I'm just oh um Suolili, Stu. Suolili could certainly be another one there too. Uh, it's whether it keeps the goal kicking. I think that'll be the difference. I think Lemuelu. Even if he doesn't though, he's against the Tigers. He is. I think he's good for a try. I, I think I just the Dolphins give me the give me the heebies because they're they're just so busted. Oh, they do, but I'm just saying that, look, Lemuel, just, he just gets through effort work in the middle. That's all. And they're actually, they're looking like a stiffer version of themselves. So. Yeah, okay. All right, I, I can get on board with that. Lemuel first. 
But I'd say Sua Lee second and then maybe fine with yeah, third. That's true because you could, it's Sua Lee is that little bit cheaper. So, you, oh no, uh, yeah, Lemo at 486k. If you, yeah. And then, and then Sua Lee second, you, 541. You get to pocket a bit of cash there, I suppose. That's it. If it 200K. makes a difference. Yeah. Uh, Sua Lee at 541. I like it a lot. Next question is a few more comments. Uh, oh, goodness me. Just checking out the shares. We actually had some more people. Uh, Ross Mitchell, Ace Dew, thoughts on these trades in my last two. He wants to run 20 uh, green dots this week. Olhoon named his 18th man, not to lo- use him as a loop in case he comes in. Was considering Walsh instead of Sueli'i. So um, I'm just pulling up his trades here. So he's got Garrick to Sueli'i and Latrell to Carrigan, which leaves him with a little bit of things as his last two trades. I don't hate it. I'm presuming he doesn't have Hopgood. Uh... I'm looking at his team. So he's got, uh, no, his, his edges are Fafida and Bateman. His middles would be Yo, Haas, and Carrigan. And on the bench, oh, no, he's got Hopgood on the bench next week. But uh, both of those guys, it's trades like Gar- Latrell and Garrick aren't going to play again this year. So Hopgood, at least you get one game out of. So yep. he's got, so he has to trade out Garrick and Latrell. I think Carrigan's probably the best play there. And so Lee's looking pretty good. Yep, I like it. But would, you, really choose, like would you choose Walsh or Suali'i for the last two games? Suali'i, Suali'i. Yeah, I like think. It. Well, oh, geez, Walsh, because there's no Reynolds this week. And that could go one or two ways. The Broncos, it might be a bit tighter and their attacking will be down, or Walsh will do more. Yes. Oh, that's hard. I, I'd probably pick Walsh because the more ha- he'll have the ha- ball in his hands more, and you're not worried about whether he loses goal kicking or not. He'll gain. Now, he won't gain goal kicking because uh, Staggs has been goal kicking, but at least you don't need to worry about him losing it. Yep. Okay, fair. I go Walsh. That's 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 a good point. But I, I don't think you can go drastically wrong with either. Okay. And would you pick Tino or Carrigan? Tino. Got it. Boom or, well, is this a boom or bust play? Tino's the boom play. Uh, yeah, that's true. Tino is the boom or bust play. Against Melbourne, I'd probably pick Carrigan. I'll be completely honest with you. It just it worries me a little bit, the Tino. You, they're probably the big thing for you, I reckon, is that they don't have anything to play for. Yeah. That's, that's what's spooking you, isn't it? Yeah. All right. Uh, and last question here, Mitchell Sutton. If Latrell is out, should I trade him to Gags or maybe Munster? Gags. I had Munster last week. Didn't work out. Yeah, me too. I reckon Gagai, he's just performing really well at the moment. No yes. try and 60 points. Woof. Yeah, that's it. Munster looks like he's still just carrying a little bit of soreness or whatever else from origin. Yeah, he's got to find something over the next couple of weeks, though, because Melbourne are not the same outfit when he's not uh, firing on all cylinders. No, Hughes is trying, but that's about it. Yep. And look, just the last little piece of news as well. It looks like uh, Souths, you, you know how they lost last week, Mitch? They got... Yes. Uh, and then the news came out that uh, some of the coaching staff weren't happy about how they're Molly coddling uh, Cody Walker and uh, Latrell. Yes. Well, it looks like the players are big in the club because the people who are unhappy are allegedly uh, Sam Burgess and John Morris, and the club's looking to let them go effective immediately. Wow. Now, Sammy Burgess was always going. He's got a head coaching job overseas next year. But John Morris could have stayed. It looks like they're cutting them. So they're, they're backing the players is what you're saying? They're backing the players. And I don't know whether you saw that uh, NRL 360 thing on Latrell's performance last week. Of course. I thought it was damning. It really was. It's all the stuff that we say because in the TV, they don't show you that stuff. But you know it's that he's not around. watch the games live. Because you yeah. do see it live if you're looking for it. For sure. But also, you kind of see it in the games just due to the absence. Like, hey, there, where's so-and-so? Not there. Yep. 
Why, why is he not picking up the ball? Why is he able to score where they're untouched in the corner? Because the fullbacks are nowhere near the play. A bit like we see with Tyrell Sloan for St. George. And it's something that made Billy Slater possibly the greatest fullback of all time. He was always there. That's always. it. Always there with a knee or a boot to someone's face. Uh, yep. Didn't, didn't mind the old penalty try, eh? <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't. It absolutely do anything to try and stop a try. Be a maniac. Kind of like Gutho. Yeah, that's right. That's probably not a bad comparison, although he had that high gear uh, as far as speed goes. But wow, that's, that's massive. God, that just sets the whole culture for the club, right? They've gone all in on Cody and Latrell. Good luck that's, to them. That's it. All right. Well, Mitch, it's been a great year, mate. Yep. Thanks for, thanks for being our uh, uh, expert physio and our uh, most consistent. Po- <laughs> uh, Wouldn't po- I, I th- I'd say you're the most consistent, mate. You only missed one week. In that week, the podcast didn't happen, though, right? <laughs> that's it well I guess I'm a 100% you're, success rate for successful you're, you're, you're Pat Carrigan of the podcast you, big 80 minute performances week in week out right that's it I'm, I must have uh, done a hip drop on Nick then because he's been gone for a few weeks uh, <laughs> he can Nick's be the Jackson Latre- Hastings of this one uh, Nick's Latrell Mitchell <laughs> just goes missing <laughs> there we go also thanks to uh, thanks to Adam who stepped up admirably this year as well it's been great to have yep. you on mate great and- mid-season bye that's it exactly right transfer from new zealand and look thank you all you guys who listened i know there's a few of you who've like downloaded all the podcasts from all over the world we really appreciate it uh thanks for listening and i guess this is the boom or bust podcast signing out for season 2023